Hi, today I would like to emphasize or actually explain the main 10 reasons why you should apply the host innovation tool in your organization or any work environment today. Well, before I start off, this is actually one of the sessions I provided in Delhi at uh, Google. And uh, last year, last April, at the top of my head, 2015. And uh, yeah, I have a really good vibe uh, about this picture because uh, what was so stunning for me that, of course, I was pretty proud that I could provide this session at Google and uh, a little bit excited. Um, but what really surprised me is that while I was facilitating the session, it was not corporate talk at all um, or money talk. What came out of the session were topics as uh, life work balance and even about working in a meaningful way besi besides Google in, in terms of projects, starting helping your sister start their own jewelry jewelry shop for example or um, starting your own business or get back to your hobby writing a book for example so that really was surprising for me that we came into those uh, fields of uh, of talk and not so much about how to improve your skills at work or um, well, there might be a lot of uh, KPIs uh, concerning that. So I found it really uh, interesting and I also um, surprised myself, my own biasness, that uh, again, in every organization there's people and uh, they also want to f provide something for themselves as well as for the company. Not, it's not a one-way street. So anyhow, a little bit of background about this uh, session in Delhi. I was in India there. I've also provided sessions at uh, several universities and uh, um, also for the board of the school, the management team, um, so they could pick up the skills, the tool set. Um, but again, 10 reasons why, um, why you should apply this today in your organization, on your work environment. Well, this sounds uh, pretty broad, everyone benefits and I think uh, the main uh, entrepreneurial guru will uh, shoot me right now by saying everyone is, my, uh, is the target audience of, uh, of Host Transform, which is not the case, but we came to the conclusion that really everyone that is involved in terms of providing the session or organizing it benefits. So for example, when practitioners facilitate a session in their organization, then it's them they benefit from it because they obtain the skills, new facilitation skills that unlock potential in 20 minutes, which is really valuable, which you could apply everywhere. And of course, the participants benefit from it because they feel more energized, they feel connected, they feel that they have obtained new knowledge, networks and skills, uh, new ideas, etc. And, uh, but also the organization benefits from it, because if you have personnel that is, uh, is tapping into their full potential or is uh, 
is flourishing, I should say. Um, yeah, that's of course the that's that's the most benef uh, beneficial thing you can have as an organization that you actually unlock the potential what's already there instead of searching for external parties like consultants or you know all the most more expensive solutions um, that often crosses the minds of organizations when there's a reorganization or something um, but we came to four target audiences that approach us a lot and seem to benefit from it uh, mostly um, and that are executors so the formal leaders of organizations directors managers uh, team leaders um, I might forget something and CEOs um, because they simply do not have the time anymore or they don't have the interest I hope to manage micromanage um, people to connect and to perform and to develop and to feel at ease etc etc there's often really little time and the executor of course needs to focus on their mind, main priority and that might develop uh, and, and pivot the organizations as, as, as much as they can to the fast-changing world outside getting new partnerships uh, pivot strategies, uh, visions, and make sure that everyone aligns, etc., etc. So for them, it's really beneficial if there's multiple people in the organization, the innovators, the front runners, as we call them, that actually are part of that, that take uh, a role in that organization transition or transformation. And you can involve them by obtaining uh, the, the host's uh, innovation toolkit. They can provide, the leaders or directors can provide sessions themselves, which is really powerful in the boardroom or when they meet new clients. But they can also delegate it to various, um, well, uh, various people in the organization that can be a linking pin between various levels. Okay, I will come to that later on, otherwise it's uh, too much information for now. Um, the second target audience is the, the frontrunners, innovators themselves. Like I've already explained, they can have the position of an informal leader. Um, they can leverage um, uh, resources and information. They can connect uh, various governance levels and uh, information um, so they have a really important position as an informal leader I say because formally they might not be a leader but what they do is maybe even more than leadership itself because they do not have the position but know how to persuade their environment and influence uh, and stretch their circle of influence actually um, their environment in a positive way so, for example, at uh, the government, uh, we have some hosted transform practitioners. They do not even uh, wait for the permission for, of their manager to facilitate these sessions uh, because they, they know and they can estimate that this will be really profitable, profitable for everyone. So even without the mandate, they continue providing these sessions. I think that's really cool and that is whatever you call it, servant leadership or participated leadership or 
informal leadership. It's for me, it's, it's, it's hosts, hostship, uh, full on. Um, the third target audience is the educators. Uh, nowadays, there's a lot of uh, business schools of social innovation and entrepreneurship that approach me uh, that want to know more about the about the toolkit um, for the students, but also for their board, for the organization itself, for the employees, because they know and realize that the the old ways of working is not uh, resonating anymore with uh, with the daily practices reality so they want to they want to change that um, and do this uh, in in synchronicity with the lecturers with the students and uh, with maybe partners that work with them so yeah soon i will give a keynote there in uh, one of the universities in the netherlands which is really cool and uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, to to get this uh, movement uh, to unlock the movement actually towards shared learning environment and a safe learning environment that is interactive and more entrepreneurial in its in the way it is facilitated. Not so much about the content. I'm not saying everyone should become an entrepreneur, but the entrepreneurial attitude definitely can be facilitated through very simple facilitation technique, namely the host toolkit. And the fourth target audience is actually the freelancers. Um, the freelancers, the interim managers, um, which can be uh, also coaches, uh, trainers, um, facilitators of all kinds of methods that are in line with, uh, with creating a safe uh, environment that is supportive for people to perform uh, beyond their own expectations actually. Um, and this could people be, could be people that um, apply uh, the lean Sigma strategies or Scrum or whatever. So these host toolkits would, would be really uh, an additional uh, competence instead of uh, something that is uh, a substitute for what they're already good at. Um, so for the freelancers, it's really important that they develop new competences that are actually that that is required by their potential clients, or maybe there can be maybe they can be so visionary that they can already see that those skills are in demand soon. So when they tap into that right now and obtain the host toolkit, uh, innovation toolkit, they can already prepare themselves and offer their their them their service in a in an uh, you know an advantaged way. So. Yeah, like I said, the practitioners, um, um, the organization, as well as the participants of sessions, um, provide. Yeah, I get a lot of benefits out of these sessions, as well as uh, hosts forum as an organization, because we make sure that the social media and um, online marketing strategy is in line with the organization. Uh, but for now, that's too much detail to explain, but we will make sure that we will champion the organizations 
that have uh, practitioners that facilitate uh, sessions on a regular basis. Uh, a fourth, well, a fifth actually target audience. Well, it's not really a target audience. We also provide free hosted transform sessions. Uh, we call them mixers because we invite um, we invite new uh, new ventures, uh, founders of new ventures. We find we uh, invite investors and entrepreneurs, and also our clients, professionals, the, the front runners from organizations. To, uh, to have a lunch um, together. But first, of course, we will facilitate a session so they get to know each other in 20 minutes. And uh, who knows, there's new uh, career opportunities, business opportunities unlocked by that. So yeah, stay tuned. If you're not already enrolled in our uh, mailing list, uh, we do provide free sessions, live sessions, where you can actually uh, participate in Okay, so we're still at number one. Let's see if I can speed up a little bit. I'm super enthusiastic about this topic, so uh, my apologies on forehand. Well, a second reason why you yeah, should apply the host toolkit, well, today, as soon as possible, in your organization, is that it's really simple, it's fast and effective. It's uh, in 20 minutes, like I said, you can already unlock energy, fun, workflow, connectivity, knowledge sharing and building. Um, and yeah, the unexpected can happen, uh, which is, for example, scaling your team. Uh, there's already a new venture that joins sessions and founder investor. Um, there's people that met people from outside uh, clients and therefore their meeting went way faster and they came to decisions that were yeah, beyond their expectations simply because they had a different connection with each one and the other than if they would not have uh, participated in the session. So um, all that, having said that, it saves time, energy and money. I mean, if you connect 20 people uh, in 20 minutes, uh, of course, it takes uh, maybe two weeks to actually talk with all the people, to get in the same space, in the same mindset, to feel at ease. Uh, you can simply not do that without somebody facilitating that and creating momentum to, uh, to collide all those... Um, capabilities that are in the space, in the work environment at the time. So, um, let me see, it saves energy, money, uh, and it also gains time, money. Um, well, yeah, another example is that people felt more uh, happy after the sessions, more energized, um, and they also felt more connected with their purpose. Why do I do what I do? Um, and some of them even could validate their sales pitch they had uh, for, for potential clients. And by that, they knew how to tweak their pitch and what to say and what not to say. So it also had positive uh, influences on their product development or how they presented their product uh, for their potential customers which of course influences uh, their sales as well. 
Well, it also unlocks energy, flow, happiness. I've already mentioned that. Uh, purpose. Uh, well, there's days when you work and uh, yeah, you're not really connected with yourself or with your environment. You might feel a little bit lonesome or isolated. It doesn't always need to have a rationale. Uh, but I believe that, yeah, we all, we are solidaire people, uh, uh, solidaire creatures, so to, so to speak. And we all want to feel uh, some sense of purpose that we have impact on something, we can change something, that we are useful, util. And those sessions uh, can definitely um, attribute to that. The fourth reason why you should uh, apply these uh, these skills or tools today is that uh, yeah I've already uh, illuminated a little bit you can you unlock connectivity with various stakeholders within the organization but also outside the organization especially those big organizations governments and multinationals nowadays are struggling with how to manage their uh, their relationships with their clients or new partners um, etc and often there's no one best strategy to do that you can also let synchronicity jump in and facilitate these sessions that make sure that everyone is at their best so uh, magic and concrete business results do arise from that at least you will multiply the chance uh, for success to happen <laughs> enormously. I haven't measured that yet, uh, but I will one day actually. Um, but it also connects stakeholders, you know, people that you work next to, your coworkers or your team members, or maybe your director or your manager. Uh, normally you might feel, I don't know, intimidated or the manager might even feel intimidated towards its staff or insecure. And you get really great uh, conversations and dialogues between those um, uh, people that normally wouldn't see each other so much or have different roles. So simply the relationship will not always benefit from that. So there will be some likability created between people of various positions in organizations, various disciplines, various teams that is beneficial for everyone. So yeah, at your organizations, embrace diversity. I've added that too, because you get, you get your agility gets strained because of these sessions. Um, your judgments, maybe your skepticism sometimes or fear will be uh, reduced simply by um, experiencing that you're not the only one with some doubts or need of help or um, some challenges or questions and it could be personal questions but also questions on, on in the professional field um, and that's really powerful um, a director um, the other day was having in, uh, uncertainties about his director capabilities and um, he was discussing that with some staff member and he actually got advice from a staff member. Well, for me, this is not really like, uh, you know, something um, super extraordinary. But I understand that there's corporate organizations that, yeah, do not have those um, dialogues between or do not organize or facilitate those momentums for people to talk like that. 
or or to relate like that i should say or it is like this forced kind of network borrow drink thing uh, where people talk about the same things all the time so this is really about connecting from the authentic you from the intrinsic drive you have from based on the commonalities you share which can be fear and if you or something beautiful or something uh, cheerful as well of course and that creates the relationship and everything is relationship everything is nonverbal communication uh, and relationship so if that's true why do we not focus more on that so the fifth um, reason why you should unlock why you should start implementing those uh, sessions in your organizations is that like i said it unlocks dialogue between uh, multi-level stakeholders and that makes decision making and, and developing a shared vision statement and strategy development it will definitely encourage that and uh, make people feel part of it they formally might not be co-owner of it you know you hear that a lot yeah co-ownership that's not always possible you cannot be a co-owner of a company if you simply are not having part part of the share uh, if you're not shareholder right so but you know the terminology co-ownership for me is also that you feel involved uh, with the process itself um, so the sixth um, reason why you should implement uh, and benefit from applying this uh, host toolkit is that it bridges uh, and also harvests the stories from the undercurrent um, the, the, the conversations people have have during the coffee breaks or at the coffee machine or during cigarette breaks we all know those informal conversations is where the seeds of decision making is being planted that's not in the boardroom or in the conference room or in the meeting room so why not facilitating and um, organizing those momentums a little bit more frequent so frequently so people do not feel excluded or have feel that they have to you know sneaky talk with someone or yeah just take the time they have more yeah let's say like this it's more uh, legitimated in this way you know everyone gets connected with one and the other nobody's excluded and it's all open um, so I think that's really uh, a valuable thing of that it's kind of a healthy cigarette break issue if you like um, the seventh reason is it also unlocks shared uh, shared workspace and a safe workspace for people to be open and to to dare to say what's on their mind or to dare to challenge an opinion or to think differently or to leap out of their their ways of doing things or approaching things their patterns that are not always uh, constructive or supportive to their uh, to the outcome to their performance or their limiting beliefs that is not always uh, helping them to perform so by by creating this learning environment that is actually yeah an on the job life learning environment that makes people develop their competences and their uh, awareness of what they can and what they 
cannot do or what they want to do or to learn or to adopt um, in, a, in a consistent way. So, yeah, imagine if knowledge and skills and networks are shared and, and created on a frequently basis, uh, what will happen with your, with your organization or with your team or in your work environment or with your class, with your students? I think um, very, uh, yeah, that, that, that potential really gets unlocked. I do not have different words for it, actually. Um, well, it's interesting, actually, that McKinsey and company also had a research going on about transformation. And they said that one of the success successes is to uh, to transformation is to to yeah to build new capabilities and what those capabilities are you can only enlight uh, eliminate that or discover that through uh, experiential learning and experiential learning is actually uh, learning through reflection on doing and that sounds really complex but it's actually not. You experiment with something and you reflect on that with yourself or actually it's better to do it with a group so you get more input. Um, and then you, uh, you improve um, your outcomes. Um, that's also what Lean Startup says, you know, get out of the building and validate your, your, your assumptions, if they are true or not. Well, that's really focused on, on building a, a venture. But you can also um, also apply that in in a more daily um, situation at work, and that is, yeah, validate your thoughts, your beliefs about a certain topic or project or about other people. So that's another reason to create and unlock and shared work and learning environment where uh, knowledge and skills and networks are developed and shared every day if you like and the eighth reason is um, is that it, the toolkit also unlocks entrepreneurial mindset entrepreneurial mindset what does it mean well what I mean with this is a supportive mindset there's research is being done and they call it the growth mindset um, but yeah it's really the learn by doing mentality where you you are allowed to make a mistake and to learn from it and you feel safe to to do that to look beyond the obvious and uh, personally i missed that a lot when i worked in um, bigger organizations uh, one day there was a woman even telling me with her finger in front of me i can still see it i'm st a little bit traumatized here we do not make mistakes and i was like whoa you're you're really harsh, uh, well, towards me maybe, but maybe more towards yourself. And I saw her, I remember her being stressed walking through the organization and she had this restlessness with her and every time she jumped into a room, it, you know, the atmosphere changed to stress and uh, I don't know, it was maybe not for everyone because I'm quite sensitive for environments, but I could definitely say she was not contributing to the results and the performance so um, yeah this is something of a supportive mindset is so important to perform in the best way you can um, and if you're supportive towards yourself you can also be that towards others um, and you can really uh, 
get the synergy going instead of focusing on one, what is not there and what is lacking and who, who made what mistake or who was responsible for what. And also the status quo. Yeah, the world is changing so fast. I'm sure I'm not the first person that is telling you this. So I think the status quo of uncertainty is something we should, I guess, try to embrace rather than try to ignore it or to come up with strategies, with scenario planning or risk management just to not accept this amount of uncertainty what is there. I'm not saying you should not do scenario planning or risk management, but um, I, I'm talking about the mindset here. So I think uncertainty is the status quo. And if that's true, what can you do with that? Um, and to really feel it and to live it. Uh, so people in the organization are, are less easily afraid or disappointed or frustrated maybe even when something goes wrong or differently than they had expected on forehand. So I'm cheating 8B because I want to only have 10 uh, reasons why you should <laughs> apply the host toolkit today. Uh, well, 8B is about the agile behavior. I've already mentioned it, that the world is changing fast. And agile is a really beautiful terminology that pinpoints that. It's often used in technology. Uh, and I think that's also where, yeah, where the, where the, the, the terminology uh, is coming from. Um, often it's referring to software that has to be agile because if you build stuff, software for 10 years and there's a slightly code that's changed, you cannot build the whole thing from scratch. Well, I'm not an IT expert, but this is kind of the way you could uh, describe it, I guess. And I think this is a beautiful metaphor for our behavior. You know, um, if everything is changing so fast, is there a way that we can adapt to that? And it's even more than being flexible because being flexible in the moment is that you will turn back to your old status quo. But what I actually refer to is that you stretch or you, you bend in a different way, but this is your new way. You might thought you gonna sell world's most beautiful colors, uh, yellow paper, but suddenly they stick on the wall and they are called post-its nowadays, which uh, is a best-selling prod product. And of course, if you Google now and you will check uh, failures, beautiful failures or brilliant failures, I think all the best in inventions came from failing. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of, how do you say this, popularized. Uh, to say it, to say, yeah, you should fail. But I do believe that um, uh, having a little bit of feel fun instead of feeling uh, uh, that you're dying inside when you make a mistake is, uh, is, the, yeah, is the, the way we want to go towards to be more happy in your workspace and productive at the same time. Uh, I call it well triple C stretch. It's a it's a it's a joke just for people to remember it. So what we do during those sessions that we stretch your comfort zone as well as the practitioner that provides the session as you as the uh, participants. 
And by that, you will stretch your consciousness about what's going on, about your own fears or own, not even fears, I'm so, I'm so, I sound really negative now, but also conscious about your own acts and about how other people think and feel. And that could be happy thoughts as, as much as uh, touching thoughts, um, etc. And by this, it's, uh, it's stretch, stretching your circle of influence too. Uh, because as a practitioner you mobilize 20 people and uh, they all think in a, in a positive way and they build uh, the new organization, uh, the future of work together. So I think that's kind of stretching your circle of influence. Um, and maybe with that manager you normally don't speak a word with or you didn't know what, what he didn't know or the other way around or you do not know what you have to know to get to Z, etc., etc. It's all uh, the things we haven't talked about yet that can make a difference. Okay, the ninth reason why you should apply host is, uh, yeah, it scales uh, impact. Uh, and we, we define impact in, in the categories of meaning, innovation and margin. Uh, because yeah it's easier like that because there's so much stuff happening because of those sessions it's easier to categorize it um, that's why we use framing right so I'm also uh, uh, the art of uh, stealing in terms of framing I, I, I frame as well um, so meaning innovation margin meaning is yeah unlocking purpose happiness sense of belonging, uh, energy, etc. And uh, innovation, and yeah, maybe it's interesting to add to that is that meaning is really an important determinator or factor to create, uh, to actually multiply performance four times. If you look at Kim Cameron, uh, you can YouTube him. He, is, uh, he did research uh, about how positive environment uh, or actually positive energy drives performance and for me it's not really rocket science and not even for him but uh, it's good that he uh, investigated that so uh, so so maybe organizations will listen to that and adapt it uh, easier i don't know and innovation there's also research done being in, about innovation that actually social innovation is the leverage of technological innovation uh, and actually the success of that. So social innovation determines 80% of technological success and technological success on itself only 20%. So again, this demonstrates that the solution, finding the solution or the idea is not the, the outcome, right? You need people to execute, you need um, you need people to make to skill impact to get the word across um, and also in terms of projects you need people to walk with you and, and carry that what you're doing so um, I think that's really again and research that actually has yeah facts by now because it's all uh, sign significant data uh, that social innovation is a leverage of technological innovation and often we talk about 
the geeks, the IT geeks that in Silicon Valley that changed the world, but I don't think we should forget uh, about about uh, the human as- aspect of that. And I'm not against techies or uh, technological innovation. I love it, but I'm just saying that yeah, the social part. Remember, we are solidaire creatures. We need each other. We need a habitat. We need networks. We need an ecosystem around us to 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 drive, to feel happy, to be our the best selves. So. Yeah, we definitely need those sessions too, because this is a, a motor of social innovations, those host sessions. That's why it's also called host innovation toolkit, right? It's it facilitates innovation. And some people confuse social innovation for uh products that are um sustainable for the environment and the planet and people. Uh, but in this case of host innovation toolkit, I really refer to process innovation. So we facilitate processes in a way um, that makes the results profitable for uh, in the levels of meaning, purpose, happiness, people, innovation, making, yeah, thinking of solution of complex uh, of new solutions of complex problems smart solutions as they call them so smart solution for complex problems as they say and it also generates margin uh, profit because simply because of that faster way of working with the resources that's already there in the organization in a lean way uh, with people you get along with, um, so you will uh, get to better results. And yeah, within an ecosystem that suits you, and where you can share your resource resources, or you feel you are allowed to do that as much as you receive them. So uh, yeah, and again, it's proven by McKinsey and Company that the missing factor of leadership is um, is actually impact measurement so instead of only talking about how we scale um, impact we also have to measure it and of course uh, quality data is not always easy as easy to measure as, as hard uh, facts as sales uh, revenue streams etc but we do measure that we have lean uh, questionnaires that are really, really lean, so really effective and short, uh, that can measure long-term as well as short-term impact. Uh, we will share uh, these in, this information in another video, I guess, how we do that, uh, and also during the trainings, uh, if you want to, if you're interested in becoming a practitioner, of course. Uh, okay, the final one. Wow, I'm already talking for 40 minutes. Let's see. Uh, the 10th. Uh, reason why you should apply host and that is beneficial for you as well as your team or your organization, the classroom you work in, your students, your clients or your, your peers or your other stakeholders I forgot to mention, is that it's, uh, it represents and facilitates transformation on multiple levels, on a personal level, on a team level, on an organizational level and even on a societal level. Like I mentioned, when I started this, well, you can almost call it a webinar, 
um, when, I, when I hosted a session at Google, people were not talking about themselves or their team members or the organization. They were talking about contributing to the society. Okay, and they also mentioned the work uh, and uh, private balance, how they could manage that, but also how they could add, contribute to the society to have a Google Maps that pinpoints uh, the toilets in uh, rural, uh, uh, remoted areas in Nicaragua, for example. Sorry, I was searching for the word. word. Um, I mean, why not using uh, the technology of Google to illuminate the toilets in uh, remote areas where that can make a mistake, uh, make a, a difference between life and death, right? I don't know the details of the project, but uh, the girl that was joining the session was mentioning it. And, and she got connected with other people in the organization because she was open about it. And that was so cool. So yeah, this um, this also like like I, what I want to emphasize with this number ten is actually that now transformation is a weird terminology. Um, people mix it with transition. Transition is something that takes longer. Transition is uh, it's like how we make a different distinction between a project and a program, right? Uh, a project is short time, a program is long time. Transition is long and transformation are short momentums where people pick things up and change the way they do things. So because of those sessions, you can actually ask, uh, actually ask did you, do you think you made a little transformation after this session or after joining multiple sessions? And people will respond to this. this. They will give their definition of transformation and what it did with them or the group and their organization, or even how they perceived someone on the streets because of this session in the, in the, in the bus on the way, on the way back home. One practitioner even met another participant on holidays in Bali, you know, uh, how, what the spin-off can be of, of these sessions. Um, so yeah, transformation all starts with unlocking the potential of people. And this is something those sessions demonstrate and represent. And it's not providing a, a crystal clear solution how to transform everyone and the whole organizations tomorrow. But at least you have uh, a starting point or maybe not even a starting point, but a reference to talk from. And otherwise it's beautiful words, vague, nobody resonates with it, nobody has lived it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm talking black and white now, but people cannot really grasp it. And this is something you should try to avoid, especially when you're, you're the director of an apartment where people have to transform or the organization and you do not know why or how, actually. You do know why, but you do not how. You do not know how to do that. So uh, also for organizations that are in a reorganization, this is really important to understand that if people have not experienced change uh, in, a, in a safe pace, in a facilitated way, you cannot just change people or yourself. It's even better to be the change before they, because they have to follow you, right? And I think those sessions represented really well, especially when you facilitate a session, 
you have to be a little bit vulnerable. You have to stretch your comfort zone to get those people out of their comfort zone. So that already makes you a servant leader in a sense. Um, so you will get more understanding out of a group by that. Okay, as you can see, I'm really enthusiastic about this topic. I might do this video again, but way shorter. Um, if you're still listening, thank you very much. I hope it was interesting. If you have questions, do not hesitate to email us uh, on connecthosttotransform.com uh, or and adopt a free host innovation toolkit via uh, hosttotransform.com so you can already experiment with it in your own workspace. How cool is that? So make sure you leave your email and uh, we will send you uh, some sessions for you to experiment with that. Okay, have a great day, agile day, and uh, speak with you soon. Bye-bye.